Welcome to the Swatch of Horrors podcast. I'm your host, Memes, and I'm a former makeup artist here to share with you the horror stories in the beauty industry told by the artists themselves. You're going to hear what it's really like to be a beauty professional. I took a little break last week just to recharge, and I hope you've done the same. I hope you're continuing to take care of yourself. Well, welcome back to episode five. This week, I have a real true horror story that I hope no beauty professional ever has to go through. This week's guest is a nail tech who serviced a client, and this client did not disclose that she was positive for COVID-19. She was so desperate to get her nails done, she put the nail tech at risk and got her nails done anyway. Before we get started with the show, don't forget to follow, subscribe, rate, review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you like to listen to your favorite podcasts. This really helps the show grow. Take a screenshot of the podcast you're listening to right now and go ahead and share it on your Instagram. Tag the podcast at Swatch of Horrors and I'll go ahead and reshare it too. As always, if you are a beauty professional and you have some horror stories to share with me, go ahead and send me a DM at Swatch of Horrors on Instagram or Twitter and I will be glad to read them on the show. Swatch of Horrors. I'm looking for a new pink or rather I have a very special guest with me here today, Taylor, who has been a nail tech for about seven years. She was originally from Las Vegas, but moved to Washington State about three years ago. So, um, you know, I think we're just probably going to get right into right into it. Um, you had a pretty viral situation, kind of right. literally and um, figuratively in terms of <laughs> <Right>. the internet. <laughs> so tell me what happened. So your horror story is your client purposefully exposed you to COVID. Right. So long story short, and I mean, it, there's not even a long story to it, really. It's just kind of ridiculous. <laughs> so she had come for her appointment, and it was a 30-minute gel manicure. That's like how quick all this went. Um, she had, you know, come in for her gel manicure. She had texted me like two minutes later, was like, hey, you know what? Forgot my wallet. And I was like, yeah, girl, come back up, whatever. The door's unlocked. <clears throat> And then, you know, I'm sitting there sanitizing, disinfecting my desk, doing all the things that I like normally do just day to day. And I get this text from her how, you know, she, I think she said, I haven't looked at it in a few weeks. So I'm just like, I think it was like two <laughs> days, you know, she was like, oh, you know, just letting you know I tested positive two days ago. And I'm like, you have got to be freaking kidding me. This was after you'd already serviced her. Yeah. You know, because of course, you know, by law here, we're supposed to say, Hey, you know, self-screen, are you good? Do you have COVID? Have you been exposed? Any of those things? Have you had like a fever in the last 24 hours? And so when she was here, of course, I asked all those things. And keep in mind too, like one of the biggest comments I got from people was they're like, well, why didn't you check her temperature? What people aren't realizing is A, you could be totally asymptomatic Definitely. as far as COVID goes, you know? And because I'd only seen this particular person like three times in my whole 
career since moving here. I was like, you know what? I'm going to check her temperature just in case. And it obviously didn't really matter because she was, you know, asymptomatic. So, you know, by the time she left, that was it. And I was like, all right, well, here's the situation at hand. (laughs) I guess here we go. Yeah. And that's something that I think is important to bring up is you could like temperature checks are a good um, guideline and a good fallback, I guess. Um, Sure. But there are times where you I mean, you may be completely normal and you could still have COVID. Mm -hmm. So I was going to ask you, this was somebody you've seen maybe about like three times. So Mm -hmm. but at this point, she's obviously an ex-client. Yeah. (laughs) So as soon as she sent you that text, it I've seen the screenshot of what was shared online. Mm -hmm. It seemed very kind of, oh, by the way, you know, what what was running through your mind, like your mind, your body when you read that text message? You know, I hate to say this, but like horrified is not even a good enough word (laughs) because in my mind, as you know, 2020 for all of us has been a shit show, right? None of us are living our normal lives. We're all having to quarantine. Many of us are having to go without seeing family members or significant others or children, whatever it is we're doing day to day, you know, and many of us lost our jobs for months on end, especially as a beautician, um, like we are, and we couldn't work for months. Um, And so I just, I don't operate on that level of thinking. So the fact that somebody had done it to me was just kind of really baffling. Yeah, it's kind of like do unto others, right? Like you would never do that to somebody. So when somebody does this to you, it's almost like, you can't wrap your mind around it. Right. Exactly. You know, and I, and I purposely, you know, and I don't exactly put out there exactly what's been wrong with my health for all this time, but I do tell my clients, I'm like, Hey, you know, even if you have a simple, even if it's like a regular cold or a sinus infection, the flu, whatever it is, Hey, if you're sick, just don't show up. My immune system can't handle very much. You know, I'm still a normal person and I have to work. So we got to do what we got to do. But yeah, that was just so, yeah, it, it was just so confusing <laughs> as to why somebody else would do that. that. It's just wrong. And I think her excuse was, um, I had read that she said her nails were so bad, she had been cooped up for a few days and she needed to get out of the house. Mm-hmm. Like, how does that justify exposing somebody? It who... totally doesn't at all. Like, let me tell you, because... I can tell you from experience officially (laughs) because I had to quarantine myself for 14 days, you know, and go through all that. The factor is she didn't care. That that was made clear to me, you know, and and my big thought was, you know, if I could sit here and quarantine myself off for 14 days, you could have to. And in my mind, like a gel manicure isn't worth stepping outside, possibly exposing yourself to more bacteria or viral infections, making yourself more sick and then passing it along to others. Exactly. It's It starts to, you start to think about, not to say someone's mentally weak, but maybe it just comes down to people cannot handle being away from other people sometimes. And it just, maybe it just clouds someone's judgment so badly. That's still not an excuse, but. Right, right. And, you know, maybe people want to get their nails done to make themselves feel better because a lot of times you know, doing simple things like that is like a self-care, you mm-hmm. know, very maintenance type of thing for your health, like mental health, too. Right. But that, it's just it, there's no excuse for that. 
Exactly. And I totally get it. You know, I'm a social person, even, you know, I like going out. I like being near friends. You know, I'm a really, really big D and D fanatic. <laughs> so, you know, what's that was a D and D uh, Dungeons and Dragons. So oh, that was okay. kind of like my thing for my mental health, you know, before of course the world decided to yeah. <laughs> kind of take a turn on its head. And so exactly. I get it, but I'm like, I'm not going out you know, I'm like, we all have to find our ways to mentally cope. And it's it, sure it's difficult, but you got to do what you got to do. You got to do it worth... in the right way. Mm-hmm, exactly. Being a nail tech, is that your primary source of income or is this your side gig or? It is my primary source of income. Um, I have been predominantly a nail tech for the past year. I was kind of doing some retail and doing nails on the side, but I finally decided to take the jump and just do nails full time again. Which is even a harder point to drive home is that when you have to quarantine for 14 days, that's loss of income. Exactly. that person put you at risk and then also puts a dent in your income. And that's completely just selfish. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm totally sorry that you had to go through this. And this all started from a post online. So tell me how that kind of took off. Sure. So, well, mainly just kind of how it exploded everywhere, essentially. (laughs) Um, So I posted it to make a point to my clients of saying, hey, don't be rude. Don't show Mm -hmm. up sick, you know? And then it just kind of was so fast. I couldn't even tell you, like day one, I posted it and I swear it was across the country already. And then it started ending up just everywhere. Like, you know, news stations, newspapers, articles, anything and everything you can think of, it just went everywhere. And you said um, your phone pretty much just gave out. Mm -hmm, It did. It totally did. I had to go get a new phone a few days ago because my phone officially could not. It just couldn't keep up with it. Like my phone ended up crashing because Instagram was just blowing up so hard and my Facebook and on top of that, you know, I was getting phone calls from friends and family members and like other clients and such. And everybody's just like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine, but my phone is. <laughs> so, which I feel pretty, pretty excited because you responded to um, my message and you, I was able to get you on. So I really appreciate you uh, being on today, especially yeah. with that whirlwind that you had gone through before the pandemic. I have heard like my hairstylist friends and even makeup artist friends complain about sometimes clients will come and they'll be sick and then the artist gets sick. Like even mm-hmm. before the pandemic, you know, this is just poor etiquette. Like you said, if you're sick with anything, a client really should just stay home. Mm-hmm. Just, like just stay the hell home. Nothing in this world is worth it. Like, okay, listen, I know I do nails for a living and I absolutely love my job. Like I live, breathe, eat, sleep nails. Okay. Like I live for it, but there's nothing worth you paying me your money. If you're going to get me sick or you're making yourself worse than you are and then putting other people at risk because the reason the coronavirus hasn't stopped is because of people like this. They're not taking the proper precautions and mm-hmm. putting themselves at home to rest. I'm like, come on, you could just sit home and binge on Netflix garbage shows and it'll be fine. But people don't <laughs> want to think that way. So, or, you know, or they don't think it's are. real. Exactly. Or they don't think it's real, but it, you know, it's a total factor of our lives. And I understand, you know, every year we technically live through a coronavirus. A coronavirus is a cold. But the reason this coronavirus in particular is so bad 
is because of how ill it's making people. It's turning itself into like full blown flu symptoms or, you know, there's pathology people talking about how when they go to autopsy, somebody who's actually passed from COVID, they realize there's actually blood clots in their lungs. Like this isn't, this isn't like your typical everyday coronavirus or cold or whatever you want to call it it's like a whole other thing and it continues to mutate and so I'm even to myself right now talking to you I'm thinking like how are people not taking this more serious it seems like they will only take things seriously when they're personally affected or someone they know is either deathly ill or um, passes away from it and unfortunately sometimes it just has to come down to which I don't wish that on anyone right um, luckily I, I've been pretty lucky over here um, I'm also taking really good precautions and um, how how is it with the precautions in Washington I know you said clients need to self-screen and you ask questions did you guys go through a point where you the nail industry or the salons had to shut down completely for a little bit we did and please don't totally quote me on this because it's been so long. I don't remember when everything started, but if I remember correctly, it was like toward the end of March and you know, we're all like sitting here talking and we're just like, Oh, this is coming. You know, we're seeing all over the news that coronavirus is in China and everything's moving quick. And then we got like our first cases starting over here in Seattle. And so once we heard the ball got rolling to actually put a band on pretty much any beautician sort um, and most jobs just in general, I was out of work for a few months. Most of us were. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. really tough. I know California is one of the only states I think that stayed closed for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, they reopened again and some will say that they reopened too quickly and then a spike happened and then they shut down again. Um, so the interesting thing that was happening was salons got the okay to function outside which there's arguments on both sides about that being unsanitary or just a hard controlled environment. It's 90 plus degrees, but you know, it's pretty interesting. Like I actually got a pedicure outside Mm -hmm. and um, it was hot. (laughs) Oh, I would imagine. I would say so. That would be very uncomfortable to say the least. Yeah. And I felt even worse for the technicians, but it's, it's kind of like they need to work. And then yeah. me, I can kind of go without getting my my hands done, but like my feet, my skin gets weird. Sometimes I get like an ingrown toenail and it hurts. So right. it's like I get to it's the point where I'm in pain. Kind of, yeah. yeah. And so like I don't care what color I put on. I just I need help with that kind of skin or the ingrown toenail situation sometimes. Right. And I know they really help me with that. So going like I feel good about supporting. Them. I think I've only gotten it done once outside mm-hmm. and it was just. You just feel for the, for these these nail techs like working in heat. Yeah, I totally do. It's it's awful because you know coming from Vegas, where it's like 125. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, uh, screw this, you know. But it's so sad because the governor or whatever the situation is out where you're at is forcing people to have to work outside. And you know if you're familiar with any form of nail product at all like acrylic is going to set in two seconds no time to work with it the polymerization process with the heat it's just going to make it gummy and it won't stick and it's lots of stuff and same thing with gel products the sun starts to cure the gel so you know what i've been talking yeah i've been talking to other nail techs and they're just like i've lost a hundred dollars in product today because of the sun 
Yeah. And I'm just like, that shouldn't have to be a thing. Like people shouldn't have to be struggling so bad that they're willing to work out in a hundred degree weather just to get nails done. So I think that really speaks to a lot of <laughs> what's going on right now. Yeah. And I also learned today that um, there's going to be some new restrictions in California. Um, so salons should open up by the 31st, I think. And I think this only applies to hair salons. I don't think mm-hmm. nail salons yet, but don't quote me on that. There's some progress going there. Um, but then I was going to ask you, so far what I guess medically or scientifically they're saying in closed space, there's higher risk that way um, versus wide open space, being outdoors, less risk. So you being that this is your source of income and you work as your own boss and within close range of clients, what do you do to minimize the risk on top of your regular sanitary procedures? Sure. So realistically, I'm going by all the guidelines that were given to us by state law. So, and you know, if you were familiar with like how things are working, you know, you constantly have to use hospital disinfectant grade for everything that you're working on. You know, your tables, your pedicure bowls, your chairs, your e-file bits, everything you can think of. But essentially, I do as much as I can. So a big part of what I do is even if I don't have a client during the day, I still go in and disinfect a few times. The entire room, as much as I can get, vacuum multiple times a day. I really try to keep it clean. And, you know, when I do have clients, um, even like my first client in the morning, even if I disinfected the night before, I disinfect again before that client walks in. And I go through those procedures over and over again. You know, and of course, masks, gloves, anything you can think of just as far as personal protection equipment goes, you got to have it. Sounds like you're taking a lot of precautions. Yeah. What is the support from your better, more loyal clients? What did that look like after they found out about the situation? Oh, my goodness. You know, we'll just we'll just say my clients and not say particular names. But I will say I I literally have the best clients in the entire world. And I mean, granted, probably every beautician or nail tech esthetician, whoever's going to say that. But I, I really, truly do. Um, you know, some of them were like, oh my gosh, do you need anything? You know, and people were constantly dropping things off at my door for me and my one particular client, I adore her. She is so funny. She's like, give me her name. I'm going to go set her house on fire. I'm like, girl, you can't do that. But I appreciate the anger though. (laughs) We'll, we'll just be spicy on the phone, but we won't actually do that. And she's like, well, yeah, of course, but I really want to. (laughs) So, but most of my clients reacted that way. And it was, it was like a good way to like release some of the tension, but we were all being low key, like really pissed off about it together. But you know, they were all pre-booking for once they knew I got back out of quarantine. So I got back to work right away and it's been really great. Good. That sounds like a real, real hive right there. Like a real tribe. Definitely is. Awesome. I think the relationships between clients and the artist is definitely a strong one. It can be. Mm -hmm. That's where I feel like a lot of times it just pays off. When horror stories like this happen, you have the good people, the the good clients that kind of make it worthwhile. I mean, not saying that being exposed to COVID was worth anything, but it makes makes it sting a lot less when shitty things happen to you. It really does, you know, because, oh my gosh, I I knew I was going to be alone for two weeks, you know, and thankfully I had my cat at home. (laughs) I'm sure he's sick of me by now, you know, he'd give me cuddles and I was like, my kitter. Um, But honestly, it was, it was just 
incredible to see like, you know, and of course my clients know that I love them and they, I know that they love me, you know, and um, a lot of my clients I've been working with for a long time now. Um, so a lot of them would become my friends at this point. And, you know, I consider them like my family, you know, so it was, it was super lucky that I have such good people in my life because it made everything so much better. That's awesome to hear. I'm really glad to hear that. I have a question. So I've been doing this segment called COVID catch up. This is kind of a space where I like to ask my guests like what they're doing for themselves mentally or how they've been coping with COVID or what little things that they do to make things easier on themselves and what if you have any, what tips do you have for other people who may be struggling with either the isolation or just the situation in general? Yeah. So what I personally do, um, I take any time that I can to work simply on my craft. You know, I know that I'm seven years into the game, but I'm never going to be perfect, but I'm always sure as hell going to strive for it. So, you know, obviously there's nowhere for me to um, up my education right now. There's nowhere to fly, you know, and my favorite nail company is Young Nails. I use predominantly their products and normally they do something called um, one week course and I've been wanting to take one for years and I was planning on going this year and then everything happened so I couldn't go. So my face is pretty much like if I'm not working, you know, I am usually with a practice hand on myself, whatever it may be, and I'm always studying. I'm always studying. I'm like, okay, let's do some like hand painted stuff. Like I'm really terrible at cartoons, <laughs> but I try, <laughs> you know, so it's about keeping busy and finding ways to just keep, keep your mind going, you know? And if I'm like, okay, I'm sick of this. I love horror stuff. So I'm watching dark on Netflix right now, which is just, mm, just kiss amazing. <laughs> it's really, really oh. good. Um, it's like horror and science and time travel. It's excellent. But um, you know, or like, I love me and my boyfriend love 90 day fiance. <laughs> oh <laughs> my gosh. I've... Trash, but we love it. And it kept me busy because during quarantine, you know, I was watching all the spinoffs and I was like, wow, this is terrible, but I can't <laughs> stop watching. <laughs> um, so it was like the best. Um, but otherwise, you know, my thing is I'm really lucky because there's like a rotation of 10 people that I have to see on like a weekly basis for different things. You know, mm -hmm. it's like a requirement. So lucky for me, like I'm not too, um, too, too isolated. Yeah. Not too isolated, but you know, find a book, find a show you like, find a new hobby. Like a lot of my clients were telling me how over quarantine, they figured out they liked painting. Like, so a ton of them like got canvases and paints and stuff off Amazon. So they've been keeping busy that way. Um, just all sorts of stuff. Like there's so much we can do and we don't even know it. It's not like anybody's stopping us from going outside the hike or take exactly. a walk or, you know, go to a park if one's not closed and, you know, just keep yourself separate from people. So there's definitely ways to occupy yourself. It's just figuring out what works for you. Yeah, I totally agree with the outdoors, like something about being around trees and mountains and grass or even just seeing like little squirrels running around and just kind of recharges you a little bit it to see does. nature it totally does that really helps and I like that you you hone in on your craft you learn something new to make your job even better 
Mm-hmm. Um, I really like that. I think that that's great for the mind. It keeps the mind busy and keeps you sharp and learning new things. And with the horror, I was going to say um, you should check out the Horrible People's podcast. Um, they actually go through horror movies uh, through every episode. So you might like that, actually. Oh, that sounds yeah. excellent because I am one big sucker for anything horror. So that sounds wonderful. <laughs> okay. I'll send it that. to you. Yeah. Awesome. Actually, yeah, actually, no, uh, one of them isn't old friend of mine so one of the hosts so i'm like gotta plug them in not a, not a paid ad <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's, you sound pretty fun definitely Thank uh you. so usually i like to ask people what their what my guest's favorite go-to beauty product is right now but mm-hmm. you kind of answered that you really like was it young nails yeah they oh okay so i i will totally hype them up all day long <laughs> <laughs> um so young nails is owned by uh habib Solo, and his brother is like one of the main techs for the company his name is greg and then they have their i think she's the general manager named stacy and their mother's name is young and um so she started this company like years ago and to my understanding they used to make like cosmetology kits for school and then they transitioned completely into nails i love pretty much everything about this company like just their products are amazing they're pretty affordable so it keeps my job going smoothly but their customer service is a one and one of my favorite things about young nails in particular is they do um ad free youtube videos every single day i think they do five to six videos a week so like uh, like tutorial about, type things yeah everything you could think of one of the best things you can do you know like if you're another nail tech listening and you've never heard of them before go to their youtube channel and look up their biz talks they do they do so much stuff they like talk about marketing and what's realistic um you know biz talk is pertinent to all of us honestly even if you're not a nail tech all of this stuff would translate even if you're a hairstylist or if you're an esthetician or, you know, if you're just somebody in general who's like an entrepreneur, all of this stuff will translate to you. But they do have tutorials on nails or one of my favorite series is called How Much. So they'll have Greg or Tracy, they'll do nails and then they'll tell you how much they would personally charge for them and why. Oh. Um, or they do real times, which is so much fun to watch. So Tracy talks about, their manager talks about how um you know she's very big on you should be making a hundred thousand dollars a year if you're a nail tech you know and so they talk about their prices but one of the ways is they talk about how you should do a full set in an hour and a fill in 30 minutes and so they actually film it as she's doing the whole thing and she like answers questions and does it and it's excellent like just superb (laughs) wow that sounds like a really good resource for not only your your craft but like your how you run your business and how much you should charge it sounds like a really good you should be like, they should pay you for some free advert for some advertisement that you're giving them right now. <laughs> oh, thanks. You know, girl, I totally wish they do a mentorship program and I've been wanting to do it for years, but it just hasn't quite panned out yet. But maybe 2021. I'm going to try again. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a better year next year. We'll see. Yeah. Well, I hope I hope it's a better year for all of us because clearly 2020 just needs to be thrown in the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the the ninety day fiance. Um, yeah. I need to catch up on the latest one. It's the the other way. Oh um, 
who's your who's your most hilarious couple on there or couple oh. that you can't stand right now or oh my gosh you know that okay listen that's gonna be really difficult <laughs> because I have I have comments about every single one but I think I think my favorite couple as like together would be oh gosh what's her name it's Tiffany and Ronald and she's like going over to South Africa to uh, marry Ronald and I and they're really, really cute. So yeah, Tiffany and Ronald, really, really cute. Oh, and yeah, I there's so many really different like, ones. Yeah, there's so many good ones. And then there's also Jenny. I don't like Jenny and Samit together, but I really like oh. Jenny. She's like this sweet <laughs> um, older lady. And she just like wants to be loved so bad. But the guy she moves to India for is like a total moron. Like he lies to her, like beginning yeah. to end. You know, he starts off by catfishing her and then you like get to the end. I won't spoil that, but <laughs> okay. I'm end. still like, I'm like two yeah. episodes behind, I think. But yeah, Samit and Jenny, I was kind of like rooting for them. But then he keeps lying to her and she keeps like going back to him. And um, when they went to see the lawyer, I was like, please tell me he filed for divorce. So Seriously. I'm glad he did. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. I just, I could not believe. I was like, Jenny, girl, how can you keep doing this? I also, I, I still don't, this is my neutral couple. It's Devin and Jihoon. I oh, okay. was like all about Jihoon at first. I was like, he is hilarious. You know, he made that whole comment, you know, they're getting ready in bed, you know, cause they're, they're in Vegas with his parents and he's, t she's like, oh, you need to go grab Drusilla. And he's like, why? And she's like, because she has to sleep in bed with us. <laughs> and he's like, and his like little side comment is like, oh, hell. And I'm like, how? You know, it's just wild. But, you know, the further you get in on Jihoon as well, I'm just like, oh, my gosh, girl, what did you get yourself into? I don't know. Like, Jihoon knows he's kind of a loser, but like he, he just stays being a loser. Like, he totally does. He, he, he just, just refuses to get better. <laughs> <laughs> I think his mom is worse, too. Like, she just enables it. And then the parents fight about it, too. It's it's pretty funny. It and, is. Um, I like the, the translator that they use sometimes when they have to get in deeper conversations. Yeah, me, too. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I got into 90 Day, I think, last year. Um, uh -huh. So... Uh, then I have a girlfriend who watches it, so it, it, it forces me to keep up on it so we can talk about it. <laughs> Same. You know, it was probably only a few months ago. I went over to my best friend's house for, like, a Dungeons and & Dragons night, and then she's like, Taylor, listen, have you ever watched 90 Day Fiance? I'm like, no, Kaylee, I have not. And she's like, okay, well, we're going to watch this. And so she put on season five of, like, the original 90 Day Fiance, and the first couple I'm introduced to is George and Amphisa. And I'm oh, like, I didn't oh, see that one yet. That, oh, girl, when you get there, you'll, you'll call me and say, oh, my God, what the <laughs> hell? Um, but that was my first couples introduced to. And I was like, what garbage is this? And it just kept going. And my eyes are just glued to the TV. It's like a train wreck. You can't look away it from it. It is. So shout out to 90 Day Fiance for getting yes. us through quarantine. Exactly. And uh, just to wrap up my last few questions I have, sure. so um, some of these we may have covered, but what what advice would you give your fellow nail techs or artists who maybe have been faced with the same situation where someone purposefully exposed you to COVID or something similar? What would your advice be to the artists? 
Oh, you know, what's really sad is unfortunately I've had people already come up to me or like call me or text me, message me, DM me, whatever it is you want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, just being like, Oh my God, this literally happened to me too. And it pissed me off because I'm just like, why, <laughs> like why in this world are people like this? You know, we keep wrapping back to that, but really, um, but you know, my biggest advice is don't flip your shit. That sounds really hard, but seriously don't because you know, one of my things is a lot of people, especially in the beauty industry, were like, you know, you need to expose this client. And I said, listen, as spicy <laughs> as I am, <laughs> I don't want to do that because, you know, I'm sure you saw some of the comments. Okay. People were just so freaking pissed off. They were so angry and people were just like, give us our, our information. You know, we just want to quote unquote talk. And I'm like, you know, this girl obviously fucked up. But that doesn't give me the right to put her name and poster everywhere. So first and foremost, remain professional. Secondly, take care of yourselves, you know, and that's something we as beauticians, nail techs, hairdressers, whatever job position you're in, we have to do a little bit differently than other people. Um, we use our bodies in different formats than most people do. Yes, so exactly. we need to, you know, we got to take care of ourselves a little bit different anyway. So it's just mainly remember self care and stay professional. Like that's that's the best advice I can give because then things are going to be a lot better for you. I feel like you're right. Taking the high road and being the bigger person, like it is really hard to do. <laughs> oh, but, it is. It is it, especially when you're mad because you're just like, oh, <laughs> fuck this person. But you know what? It doesn't get you anywhere. It, it actually makes it more stressful, you know? And yeah, of course, it was stressful receiving messages all day long being like, oh, why didn't you expose this person and da 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 da? But like at the end of the day, what does it really do? You know, I think that's she knows a really she important up. message. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We touched on this before the, the recording, but. You had mentioned that other news outlets were reproducing your story and using your image without your consent, and people were mistaking your face for the actual client. So yes. you were getting kind of the threats because people thought that you were that client, right? Correct. Yeah. So obviously, this I don't want to say bad things about people. But if you actually read these articles, granted, I didn't want these articles out there, but if you actually read them, it states exactly who I am and what my job title is and what happened to me, you know? And, you know, um, obviously, you know, we talked about this, like I posted this just to make a point to my clients and, you know, it wasn't about clout. It wasn't about all mm-hmm. of this whirlwind of a shit show. It was just, you know, it is what it is. But Spreading awareness. Were, exactly. You know, and people were just either misreading it or whatever it was. But yeah, people were just sending me like death threats and all sorts of awful shit. And I'm like, okay, this has got to oh stop. Reading <laughs> yeah. comprehension, people. <laughs> Seriously, right. I'm just like, come on, girl. Yeah, all of these news outlets were... Um, using my pictures without my permission and I was like oh my god it just felt super violating because you know they a lot of these places use pictures of me from like six years ago so that meant these people yeah it's really creepy right that's what I said I'm like oh so you purposely (laughs) dug through my Facebook or Instagram like years back just to find a picture that you felt was feasible enough to use and then decided to use it so yeah it was a little creepy Um, And then lastly, so we gave great advice to the artists. So be professional, take the high road. What about for 
the client. Uh, what advice do you have for clients who are still going to get beauty services, which no judgment there, you know, I mean, right. we all got to adjust and and figure out what the best way to to navigate COVID is. And this is people's livelihood. So what right. what advice do you have for clients? So if you're a client and you're listening, my biggest advice is, of course, first and foremost, if you're sick, please don't show up. We <laughs> love home. you. We want to see you. We want to converse with you. Okay. Like I missed my clients so much. I felt depressed. Like when I couldn't work for months. Okay. It's not that we don't want to see you, but we are trying to do our part as the nail technician, the esthetician, the hairdresser, whatever you have you. Yeah. We're trying to do our part and stop spreading this, you know, and I would rather, so this is where I'm at with this, okay? I would rather have slower times and take less clients and make less money if it meant preventing the spread of this virus. You know what I mean? A lot of us are who are going to catch it or have already caught it. We've been very lucky. You know what I mean? Or if you haven't caught it, we've been lucky. Um, Mm -hmm. But you know what? There are some people who aren't, you know, and there's this, there's a friend of mine, her brother who by the way is only my age who's 26 to my understanding he's a bodybuilder okay he caught the virus but it got to him so hard keep in mind his immune system is awesome he's living on a ventilator right now oh my god this virus will fuck you (laughs) if you're not you know doing everything you can so just don't show up if you're sick if you even slightly thought you were exposed go get yourself tested a few days, quarantine yourself for a few days, go get tested just to make sure if you do have the virus, it's actually incubated for a few days so that you'll get an actual, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? An accurate, yeah, an accurate, yes. You know, stay home, let it incubate, see what's going to happen. But that's the biggest thing. Know that we love you. We want to see you. We want to work with you. We want to make art. Okay. All of us are starving to do our craft, but it's not worth making people sick under any circumstance. It's just not. I think that's really powerful. And it, to me, it's common sense. But like cases like this, we just don't know what's running through some people's minds. But we just got to say it. And I'm glad you're here to share that message with everyone. And that's kind of the goal of this podcast is to share with clients the the kind of horrors that, you know, technicians go through, you know, and to make you beautiful that sometimes stuff like this happens and hopefully that builds more compassion for the artist for the nail techs you know and gives them more appreciation for what you go through yeah I hope so too you know and granted as awful as this was I'm glad the word is out there because it's creating conversation where there probably wasn't before here's the thing I believe that 90% of our world is made up of beautiful, compassionate, genuine, honest people. Okay. So most Mm -hmm. of us, like I said earlier, I, when I read everything, I, my brain doesn't operate that way. So I was like, what the hell? Why would she do that to me? Cause I wouldn't do it to her, you know, but most of us don't think that way. You know, most of us are like, Hey, we have families. We have ourselves to think about whatever it is. Um, so, you know, it, it's definitely started a conversation um, where there needed to be one. Um, you know, one of my best friends, uh, she's amazing. She's my colorist. She's a hairdresser. 
And um, one of her clients brought the story to her and she's like, oh my God, that's my friend Taylor. You don't <laughs> understand. She is my bitch. This is what happened to her. Um, she's so funny. She's like really exuberant, but she like went nuts. And my client earlier, who I just met for the first time, I took in a new client today and she's a hairdresser here in town. And okay. she was like, oh my God, my clients keep bringing this to me. And I'm, I'm glad because it's like I said, as shitty as the situation is, I'm really glad it's creating a conversation to make people safer and think differently. So glad that you're here to share that message and feel honored to have gotten in contact with you, especially with the whirlwind that you were going through and you know, I'm so used to people like not responding or not checking their DMs and like, okay, just throwing this little pebble into a, into the the lake there. But I really appreciate you coming on today to share your story. Yeah, girl, of course. And thanks for having me, you know, and I felt, you know, yeah, a lot of the stuff I was trying to ignore. But when I read what you were trying to get across, I was like, you know what, this, this feels incredibly important. Because what people are caring about right now is getting this crazy story out, but they're not, they're not more concerned what the backstory is and how we can actually prevent this from happening again. So when you were kind of like, hey, do you think we should discuss this? I'm like, yeah, girl, we should totally discuss this. <laughs> so I really appreciate like your way of thinking about it. Um, you know, and just kind of going back through some of your old podcasts, I was like, yes, this is the stuff we need because <laughs> we need people to get smarter about the way they're doing things. Oh, well, I'm so glad you were able to listen to the other ones. And, you know, I, I haven't been an artist for a handful of years, but I still feel like it's part of me. And there's so many stories that need to be told uh, because people just don't know what it's like to be on the other side. You know, exactly. So. You know, and people, you know, another part of it and granted, I haven't had a problem with this in a really long time, especially because I'm a seasoned nail tech now. Okay. Like I mm -hmm. said, seven years in, but you know, when I was starting, people want to take advantage of you and they, you know, they just want to use you in your kindness, but they don't realize, um, they're like, well, you know, you don't have to be a nail tech kind of attitude. They're like, you know, you could get an hourly like the rest of us, that's like kind of an attitude that a lot of people have, but they don't realize like on our side, we're like, you know, most of us don't, you know, when I went into nail school, it wasn't about the money for me. I've always been really creative and I want to make people feel good and beautiful. Yeah. Even if it's a nail thing, you know, and I'm sure you have the same attitude. I do. I, if I have my nails long and they're shiny and they're beautiful, but I'm sitting in sweatpants, I'm still like, I am a bad bitch. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> like you're in the best mood. And that's like what I want to exactly. do for people. And so it's, it is interesting um, kind of going from all those years when I was younger to being a client now to actually being on the other side of the chair. It's, it's definitely a whole different ball game. I totally agree. Well, thanks again. Oh, of um, course, Mame. So, so nice to talk to you. You as and, well. Yeah, I hope you had fun. I did. Well, thanks for talking to me. And of course, if you want to hit me up anytime about anything or 90 Day Fiance, I could always <laughs> use more people to talk to about 90 Day Fiance because it's just so terrible, but you can't turn away. I'm yes. always open. <laughs> that sounds awesome. I got to take you up on that. Don't forget to follow the Swatch of Horrors podcast on Instagram or Twitter at Swatch of Horrors. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, follow on Apple Podcasts, 
Spotify, Google, wherever you like to listen to podcasts. And I will see you next time.